Welcome back, guys, to episode three of The Kin. I'm Connor. I'm Garrett. And yeah, we're, uh, we're just going to build off a couple things that we talked about last week. We started mentioning mindsets and how to get in, get back into the gym and get motivated. And yeah, Garrett, you want to talk about what sure, you were going to talk about? I just wanted to ask Connor if he's ever read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I've heard of it, but I've never read it. All right. Well, I actually recommend that you listen to the audio version because unlike the I've, – I've read both. Well, listen to one, read the other one. But in the audio one, David Goggins doesn't read it, but he has a guy that sits next to him and he reads it. And in between chapters or anytime there's like a breaking point, David Goggins himself will come on and talk about like in more depth of what actually happened. Like it's almost like a podcast slash audio book. And I read that book probably right when the pandemic started. So like March of 2020. Because I, like, I read it while I was uh, postmating full-time mm-hmm. and while the gyms are closed. And that book just works wonders on your brains because it's like, it pretty much just changes you from like, I never had a victim mindset like a lot of people. Like I was just th- lucky enough to not have one. But it like really shows you like how everything happens for a reason. And that, What do you mean by a victim mindset? Well, like a lot of people have like, everything happens for a reason, but like they take the negative outlook so let's say like it's an example so like you're a pessimist like, sort of thing sort of like you're a pessimist but like everything like happens to you negatively so like let's say i don't know you just break your foot and like most people would just quit lifting it was not most people someone with the victim mindset would just like quit lifting because it's the end of the world they broke their foot right when they started making progress while other people could be like someone that doesn't have a victim mindset could they just train upper body more, or you can really still train legs with a broken foot. You just have to work around it. Yeah. But it's basically just like a victim mindset is always taking like the negative and then not having victim mindsets, like just being like an optimist or like, I believe everything happens for a reason and that anything that does happen in my life, good or bad is just to strengthen me so I can become the man I'm supposed to become. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, it's like, Oh, it's like the car accident thing. It's like, why, why does this keep happening to me? So like, it's always going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to anybody else. It keeps happening to me over and over and over and over and over. And you're just like, Oh shit. Like I'm done. Like I get, I'm giving up. Like once you get into that mindset, you kind of just, you're, you're folding, you're giving into your weaknesses. Yeah. And a lot of our modern society is in that mindset. And I personally never, I haven't think I've ever been in that mindset, so I wouldn't really know how to get out of it. But Can't Hurt Me would be a book I would recommend to people that are either in that mindset or even if you're not, but you just want a harder mentality. Just because he goes through, like, I think he goes through three hell weeks, and the first two he gets, like, medically discharged, so he has to go back and restart it. Mm-hmm. He goes through three hell weeks. He was um, in Indiana where you're at, but apparently, I think, how old is he? I, think he was in, I believe he was in the 70s, where he was one of the only black people a mile from the head of the KKK. Really? He grew up with, like, racism. Yeah, overcoming that. His dad was abusive. His dad was, a like, a millionaire, like, drug lord, strip club owner, and was abusive to his mom and beat him and his brothers. And then his mom escaped and escaped to Indiana to the KKK, basically. And then he joined the military. And it's just, like, his life story of how he just kept choosing to be harder because nothing in life came natural to him. Mm-hmm. But he had to work towards everything he has. So it's just, like, getting out of the mindset where you feel like you're owed something instead of working for it. You're going to, yeah. you're going to just get there eventually. Yeah. And the name's very fitting. It's basically like nothing can hurt you, Like mm-hmm. you can't hurt me. I gotcha. Yeah. That kind of, <laughs> that is very fitting for today. Cause there's a lot of people out there that I know of and, uh, yeah, that have just, they feel like they're owed something and it's not like, you have to work for everything. Like, yeah, you have something bad happen. It's like, oh, I'm bound to have some good luck eventually. No, you're not. It's just you gotta you get what you deserve and what you work for. So, yeah, and I don't believe in luck. I believe everything is crafted by obviously there's circumstances, but I think everything is crafted by what you put into it. Exactly. Yeah, you get what you get. Where it's just like sports, you get what you put into it, and it's dished yeah. up, dished back to you. So obviously there's genetic, and that's like winning the lottery if you're like LeBron and want to play basketball or football. But mm. I feel like anyone in the circumstances could be a professional athlete if they had the mindset young enough. That's the thing is like with athletics at least is it's a young man's sport, 
So if you don't develop that mindset or that work ethic young, you're kind of fucked because like once you're like 20, if you're like, oh, I could go in the NBA now, you're kind of too late to develop those skills. And so you have something to realize when you're young. I feel like that's what makes professional athletes like so much different than the average person is strictly because of their mindset. And it's literally because they get into those moods when they go out and compete that they're just like, I'm going to do anything in my power possible, even if it means I might die to win this game or this championship or whatever they're doing. Because one, they're a professional athlete. They're getting paid to do it, and that's their job. And two, they're a strict like fuel fire competitor, and they just don't want to lose to anybody. Yeah, like me personally, I know you're not big on basketball, but I'm a LeBron like diehard fan. I think LeBron's the GOAT. I think he's the best overall basketball player. But uh, with Jordan and Kobe, one thing you have to respect is just that LeBron doesn't have. He has it to some degree, but that like killer instinct is just like mm-hmm. impressive to look up to. Yeah, even it's just like I would rather die than lose this game. That's literally what he does, and that's yeah. what he plays like. And <laughs> that's why I feel like the Olympics is so entertaining to watch because they train four years just to have like you know they might not even seconds of fame yeah they're seven seconds of fame you know and Mm -hmm. it's just like jesus christ like i admire that because that means they're not doing it for fame for the money they're doing it because they love to compete and they love to just go out there and play the game that they love or you know yeah, and it's just it, it's it's unreal to me. Like if Connor I, and I have, go ahead. Connor and I have talked about this in the past. Is like because we competed in uh, esports together, but he also did baseball and I did MMA and basketball. Is like one thing we miss since we're no longer like really competing in anything. Well, I'm competing in business and he's competing in the job market, but it's different from when there's like a sport or a game. Is that the simplicity of it? Like you wake up, you have one goal. And that's to get better at your craft. Like, that's one thing I miss getting older is, like, I no longer have that. Like, I have that in, like, multiple fields. Yeah. But it's, like, nice when it's one singular focus. Like, that's all that matters that you can, better Yeah, that you can that constantly put. Yeah. I was just talking about that. I got interviewed for a coaching position for a travel, uh, baseball travel organization. And he was saying how during their winter camps, they would talk about multiple things over a two, three month period and they would come out and the kids wouldn't retain as much information. And it's because they were having like five, six, seven goals in like skills that they were trying to teach these kids over that two or three month time span. And they were like, why is this not being as effective as it like should be? And it's because they were spreading out their focus throughout the day and throughout the camps. And they figured out once they started focusing on one thing at a time, then the kids started uh, learning more effectively. And yeah, like you mentioned that with your jobs and stuff or in, in like our real life, we're looking for jobs. We're trying to figure out ways to make money on like a side hustle. So it's passive income. Like it's, you know, we're putting focus in multiple different directions and it's, it's tiring. And that's why having that one focus is so like important and so much fun because it's just like, no matter what else is going on, I know I have to do this. Yeah. Like I'm trying to grow two businesses at the moment. One online coaching, online personal training and clothing company that are under the same umbrella of Lycan. But I'm working full time and I'm going to school full time. And it's like there's a lot of times where I simply just I want to get off work and like relax. Mm-hmm. But I like I never get that feeling like you did in like COD or MMA. It was like you go to practice, especially with something physical like MMA or basketball. You can't like overwork or your body will break down. So, like, when you finish something, you're actually done. You can actually decompress. Yeah, you don't get the self-satisfaction as easy. Yeah. With mentally taxing things that aren't physical, it's like, no, you kind of just have to, like, push through it to, like, get it to go, to get it to where you want to go. But it all comes back and, like, bites you in the butt. Because for me, at least personally, I never feel like it's enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I constantly feel like I have to be doing more. But with, like, physical labor, physical activity stuff, it's like, okay, I'm done. Like, my body needs to rest now. Yeah. I know your brain needs to rest, but that's when you sleep. But, like, that's something I personally struggle with is never feeling like I did enough work. But I always feel like there's more that I could do, which obviously in turn will, in the future, make me successful. But it's also, like, 
will I get successful or will it just be another thing where it's like I didn't do enough? Yeah, and I'm kind of struggling with with that right now because I'm constantly looking at jobs every day trying to find the right one. And it's like I feel like a piece of shit because I'm sitting here looking at jobs and it's like my stepmom told me this today. She goes, it's not like you're just sitting here not doing anything. You're putting effort in. It's like something yeah. will eventually come. You know what I mean? And Especially with the job search, though, it's not tangible because you don't get an email right away. Yeah, like it's it, it's not it's not rewarding unless you get the job interview or like anything like that. It's it's tiring and it's really really like uh, demotivating in a way. Yeah. Do you like job interviews? Job interviews themselves? Yeah, I yeah. I, I like talking to people. Because <laughs> I love I personally for some reason I love getting interviewed for a job. Yeah, it, they make you feel good because it, they ask you about things that you are an expert on, and it's fun to yeah. share facts about that. And you get to dress up. But I yeah, like wearing yeah, a suit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just always like job interviews because, one, it's a way for me to test myself because, like, I know a lot of people, like, plan for their job interviews. Mm-hmm. But I try to not to because I try to see, like, whatever comes natural and whatever – just like flows and like just be myself because mm-hmm. that's obviously how they get the job. So I would just always like, like, because nothing else really gets you that atmosphere where it's like about you, you get to talk about you, and you just like go. I mean, so yeah, that, that that's kind of that's kind of why we're doing this thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know, it, going back to like the expert thing, it's like you, you mentioned it and you just want to be yourself, you know? It's fun to just yeah. show people who you are. Like in the three interviews I had last week, I got to mention the podcast twice and they started asking me about it. And I was telling them things that like I've done for it and the things that led to why I wanted to do it. And all those things directly in line with the job that I was interviewing for. And they were just like, you know, they're checking, you know, they have those checklists, like, are they this, are they that sort of thing? And they're checking those off because they, it just doing this shows that I'm self-motivated. I have an entrepreneur mind mindset and it's just, yeah, it, it sets you up for better things when you're just yourself. So one thing I think you should tell the podcast is, um, cause I think episode one, you got the LA finished job. So what changed? Um, that job. That was strictly because I was going to be commuting almost an hour to work every day to make barely any money. And regardless of how, regardless of how much you love your job, I, (laughs) money is definitely a factor eventually, regardless of like, I'm very money driven. So yeah, I mean, if I'm making, I won't disclose the exact amount, but it was significantly less than what I expected. <laughs> but I was just like, wow, I'm going to be making that much money, putting this much time and effort in. And I'm just like, <laughs> my dad said it. He goes, you aren't working for free. <laughs> yeah. The reason they were going to pay him so low was because, yes, he could technically make a lot of money through commission, but the rate they were going to pay him was just like, it's basically working for free. He his sole income would be off commission. Yeah, and it wasn't. It's oh, not like a car salesman. Yeah, it's commission's not, fat. <laughs> it's like five percent of like a yeah. hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit. I'm like, no, nope. And I love like no disrespect to the company at all. Like I loved that they offered me the job, and I was like, I was very like grateful that they offered it to me but i don't know i you gotta know your worth yeah you gotta know your own worth and that just wasn't it for me especially when i was i spent four years getting a degree so i could apply for that job (laughs) yeah but that's a whole different topic (laughs) yeah college we'll go down that rabbit hole another time because i have some very strong opinions on i'm in school but i have some very strong opinions on college and then the american advanced education system yeah but um another thing we want to talk about is the supplements we take just to like give people a ballpark estimate of like what we take 
So I obviously take all like the basics, like fish oil. I know fish oil is like controversial now. Some people say it's bad for you. I personally notice a benefit in my joints when I'm taking fish oil and when I'm not. Yeah, that's anecdotal evidence, but it works for me. Yeah. And then I take CoQ10, which is just good for your heart. I take magnesium every other day because the magnesium I got was like 500 milligrams. And if I take it every day, I am shitting every 20 minutes. <laughs> so I take it every other day because it, it just works for me. I take Claritin because I'm allergic to my dog. Um, you, you take a lot of a yeah. lot of shit. I take basic shit. <laughs> I take ashwagandha um, morning and night. And then I take uh, citrulline and then a non-stim pre-workout. So pre-workout with no caffeine because I'm actually, I think, so I've been sleeping really bad the past like two months. And I think it's because of my caffeine consumption because I used to never use caffeine. And now I've been used, like I'm basically a caffeine addict now. <laughs> so I'm like three days without caffeine. So I'm trying to cycle that out of my system. I was the same and way. Then, I would literally get yeah. twisted, like feel like I could see through walls off of little small can of Red Bull. Yeah. And then now I'm trying, so with my caffeine withdrawals, I got this. It's called Mud Water. Um, it was on Instagram. So basically, it's like a nootropic mushroom coffee that basically has almost zero caffeine. So it has Malaysia chai, cacao powder, lion's mane, chaga, reishi, cinnamon, turmeric, and Himalayan pink sea salt. Say the name Pink-tea? of that again. Mud Water. Mud Water. So it's not, so it's not a very appetizing name because no one really wants to drink Mud Water. But it's actually pretty good. And Does it I've look like coffee? That, kind of. It looks like a little more watery coffee. It really looks like mud water. That's actually what it looks like. <laughs> but um, and then I also take liquid IV, which these are expensive, but you can get them at like Costco or Sam's Club. And basically, it's just a hydration packet, like a basically a gear. But it's more advanced and there's less calories. So I just take one of those after each of my like hard days in the gym so i'll take it after my two leg days and then my back day gotcha. just because those are more taxing for myself individually and then lastly i take citrulline i take this one it just helps with like blood flow and like a pump and then i also um use it pre-intercourse to help with blood flow to the <laughs> other regions okay okay <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have an extravagant list like he does. I just take a basic multivitamin <laughs> to f- fill whatever I don't get in my meals every day. With I one of those, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I I, t- I have one with uh, iron and stuff in it that it's just added to make it extra. But I also take a cinnamon pill to help regulate my blood sugar, and then I take zinc and apple cider vinegar pills just to help with immune support and uh, fat loss. You take creatine? Uh, I, I do take creatine, too. I just forgot to mention that. I was taking creatine until I wanted to cut really fast. So. Oh, you wanted to cut the water weight out? Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to go back on it here soon, as well as, like, the ashwagandha stuff. But that requires money, and I'm kind of kind of struggling in that area right now. Yeah. So ashwagandha, if anyone doesn't know, because it's quite a popular topic now that I think Goldie's the brand that's paying for all those ads. Which is it? That like those uh, blue. Oh, the blue. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Oli? Oli. Oli. It's Oli or Goldie or something. I don't know. I'll look it up. But um, they're paying for Instagram ads everywhere. So anything fitness related, you're probably getting those ads. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably getting them. And. They are advertising that it significantly increases your testosterone levels. It doesn't significantly increase them. That's a big misconception. Like, if you're taking ashwagandha, you're not going to gain a lot more muscle. Like, if you're taking, like, straight testosterone to the butt cheek, like a bodybuilder. <laughs> like, you're just not. It's so not a steroid. What ashwagandha <laughs> does is how it, how it boosts your testosterone is it lowers your cortisol level because it decreases your stress. So cortisol is your stress hormone. So it, by decreasing that, will increase serotonin and dopamine in your testosterone because you're less stressed. So your body's under less stress. So you will be more relaxed, which means you'll build more muscle because your T levels will be higher. And it'll also help you sleep better, which will also increase your T levels. So that's how it increases your testosterone. It doesn't actually like, it's not like a testosterone booster itself. It, it affects, it's side effects, of, positive side effects increase your testosterone. Gotcha. But 
that that's something I've been reading into a lot, and I feel like everybody has because it's kind of been going crazy on Twitter. Yeah, their ads are everywhere. It, yeah, like I've like TikTok, dude. It is called every every other TikTok I see, it's ashwagandha, and it's just like Jesus Christ, everybody's on it right now. It definitely does help, though. Like, I personally notice a difference. Like, I have, like, slight um, social anxiety. I'm overcoming it now just because my job. But, like, it definitely helps with just your overall anxiety. I feel like the problem with, like, getting advertised on TikTok by all these people is, is like, people are going to look at it as, like, a steroid to make their muscles bigger. And it's going to affect everybody differently than, like, what yeah. you think. Like, Cause, um, it, yeah. It's placebo. it's not yeah it's a placebo it's not gonna be a steroid for you it's gonna help you with like your day to day activities instead of <laughs> just getting a bigger like, pump yeah just like creatine like there's a lot of people like I remember when my dad this was like 2015 2016 when I started looking I was like I'm gonna go buy some creatine he actually thought it was like a steroid but no because one it doesn't change your hormones it's not a pro hormone and three you don't have to cycle it you can stay taking creatine. Well, you actually should stay taking creatine year-round unless you're in Morty's case, like, where you want to cut, like, weight. So you want to cut the water weight because you'll gain about, like, anywhere from, like, two to five pounds. And it's just water. You didn't actually gain fat or muscle. But, like, you can just stay in creatine year-round. And no, it won't cause baldness. There was that one rugby study that, like, everyone thought it was going to cause baldness. It doesn't. I've been on, I've been taking creatine. I haven't even been on it because it's not a steroid or since, like, 2015. Yeah. So, like, and... and- a lot of like athletes are afraid to take it in high school because like i know here if you get tested for it and you test positive then like that's a problem at least in this state but i know it like state regulations it varies from for high school sports one thing i would say that could be a concern with like creatine or literally any powder or any any supplement you just get is cross-contamination because a lot of places that make creatine make steroids so, with that said, it's like, um, like it happens in the UFC all the time with USADA, which is their uh, anti-doping agency, is that, like, they're making the same thing. So, you'll go buy a protein powder, and then you could get, like, just an example, like, Anavar. You could pop for Anavar, but you're only taking protein powder because they're, the same, they're made in the same manufacturer, so it just is cross-contaminated. So, that can happen, and that's why a lot of, like, people don't take like, protein powders or creatine when they're in high school sports or college sports is because they don't want to risk the cross-contamination because your whole scholarship could be taken away mm-hmm. because one protein powder, someone fucked up and put yeah. the powder in it that's not supposed to be in there. That's why I always in high school do 100% way stuff. Unless yeah. that's if you're playing sports. If you're not playing sports, then you can do what you want, but just... Don't be like some of these jackasses and take SARMs when you're 16 because you don't need it. I don't. I I'm obviously natural. I know more deals, but um, if you are going to take any sort of performance enhancing anything, this is not a recommendation because I'm not a doctor. I would just advise that you take the thing that has the most research, which is actual steroids. SARMs are too new. They're not actually like research. People don't know what it does to your body. Like we don't know what SARMs are going to do to you in 20, 30 years. We know what steroids will do to you in 20, 30 years. Your doctor can actually help you. And if you look it SARMs, up now, like, kind of yeah, yeah. If you look it up now for SARMs, it's like your T levels are literally completely depleted. Yeah. They're gone. Like if you're 16, that's a problem. Yeah, because you're not probably not going to have kids for another eight years. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Like, that's just absurd to even, like, try. Just just to, like... You're literally... That, we talked last uh, podcast about taking shortcuts. And that's literally all it is. And the negatives definitely don't outweigh the benefits of it. No. And it's, and that's it's not even other, close. That's a whole other side check is, like, the TikTok... YouTube influencer game with all the young kids taking performance changing drugs is like the instant gratification that the social media era that we're both a part of generation instilled is that like we want things now mm-hmm. building muscle especially like because I want to I don't want to be a bodybuilder but I want to train like a bodybuilder I want to look like a bodybuilder um and I know that I've been lifting for four years and I started like bare bone nothing I know I'm not going to look how I want to look till I'm damn near 30 it's just the long game, like building muscle, a significant amount of quality muscle takes forever. 
it's not quick unless some people are eugenically gifted and you're lucky. But like other than that, it's gonna take a while. And yeah, steroids or SARMs allow you to achieve that quicker. But it's all pros and cons. It's like, yeah, is looking that muscular worth it for having health effects later on? Yeah, it's like, like you just gotta weigh your pros and cons. Yeah, if you look at all these, if you are big into weightlifting and you want to eventually like do the competitions and stuff like that, it's like, is it IFBB? Correct. Yeah. 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 It, like, look at all these IFBB pros that have their pro cards. It took them like 10, 11 years to just get where they're at. And they're 26, 27 years old. They started when they're 16, 17. It, it's not going to come to you within six months. And they do take steroids, but bodybuilding is one of the few sports. <laughs> All, pretty much all bodybuilders are on steroids, for mm. the most part. I thought the it's, I thought as far as like the classic men's physique, I thought there was no, limits no. on that. No. Really? They're they're pretty much all like, pretty much any. There's a few exceptions. Any IFBB pro is usually on something. It's just how the sport is. That's how you look that way. That's how you stay lean year round. Like. It's just a part of the sport, and I'm not against steroids. There's a small possibility that I take them on later in life, but like, it's all like if it's your career, or is it? Do you want to do it because of your career, or do you want to do it because you, you look good? Be the biggest guy at the pool party, yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to look and be the biggest guy at the pool party, but it's like that's not something you should sacrifice your health for. And yes, you can do it healthfully. That's very hard, but you can. So it's all just pros and cons. For sure. It's, I mean, I always thought there was, like, limitations on, like, certain no. classes that they did. They did. They did everything. Everybody? Jesus Christ. Everybody. Everybody's on steroids. Word to Nate Diaz. If you understand the UFC, you <laughs> understand that reference. I, I'm not completely against steroids, but I, I, for one, I definitely won't take them just to, like, enhance my looks. Because, like, looks are definitely, like, a thing to me, but it's not, like... What would you say? I don't need to be the biggest guy at the pool party. I don't need the biggest arms or like anything like that. Like it, it doesn't have as much meaning or value to me. I'd rather, I'd rather be like a like built like a brick shit house and be lean and natural than just be absolutely huge where I can't even scratch my back anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it all depends on your why. Like I said earlier, like, I don't know if I ever will, but there is a small chance, but I don't want to be a professional bodybuilder. Just my whole income stream for the foreseeable future is tied to the fitness industry, mm. but I'm not completely opposed of it. But also if I was to ever take anything, like I would, if I was like influencer famous, I would say it like, I want to be a fake natural. And yeah, would you say it definitely varies? Like depending on say like, do you feel like athletes are more likely to take on steroids once they get done com- like playing after college or anything like that? Or like, are they more hap- like susceptible to taking it earlier on? I, I think like- it all depends on the individual. That just really. like, just like their goals. Like you said. Yeah. Cause I, f- like- I feel like playing sports for me, it like created this mindset of like always being natural because just because of the limitations that we had and that, we were put into. Do you guys think professional athletes are on steroids? It's way more than people think. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole all the news stories and the studies that are going into yeah. it. It's definitely it's, it's definitely a lot more, but it's it's not like steroid steroids. They're dialed down so they're not like detectable on drug tests and stuff, but they still do the same thing. But, Just like, um, have you ever seen the movie Icarus? Mm-mm. You should watch it. It's pretty much how the entire Russian Olympic team was told, oh, besides the Olympics, or you're not going to the Olympics. And they have a whole, just like there's a whole team of people trying to make the Olympics, there's a whole team of people trying to make drugs that don't show up on tests. Mm -hmm. So it would be really ignorant to believe that most people aren't on steroids that are professional athletes. Like, I'm the biggest LeBron fan in the world. Your mic's kind of cutting out. That I'm the biggest LeBron fan in the world, and there's a chance he's on steroids. It's just when there's that much money involved, you want to be the best. Like I get it. Yeah. 
the only thing I super disagree with steroids are is combat sports because you could physically like hurt them. <laughs> I don't care in baseball if the pitcher's on steroids. Like if Francis and Ganu was on steroids. We'll be breaking people's lives. <laughs> Literally. Have you seen uh who was it? It was like uh the amount of is it I forget the forces that they measure it in, but it's it was the world's strongest um, man doing like the punching thing and versus Francis. Francis. Yeah. And it's like he does like it's like three thousand more pounds of pressure. <laughs> yeah, and when Francis is doing it, it's like getting hit it's like being involved in a car accident. Jesus. It's how hard the pound of force Francis punches with. It's absolutely absurd. If no anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's Francis Ngannou, who is currently the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. And he's from... Where's he from? I'm going to butcher it. It's, he's from Nigeria, I believe. I was going to say Nigeria, but I knew that uh, Adesanya and... Usman are. Usman. Yeah, I think because they're all Nigeria. Yeah, Nigerian, I believe. But his story is straight out of like a comic book. He was like, um, he worked in a, a mine. I forget what kind of mine. It was a gold mine or diamond mine. And he got his physique literally by shoveling dirt his whole life from like 6 to 18. But then he tried to escape um, Nigeria and then get to France, I believe it was. And he got like sent to prison like three times for trying to escape. And then he finally got there and they were like, he wanted to box. And they were like, you should do MMA. And then he became heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> So it's literally like, made it's like that's Conan. That's literally a Cinderella story. Yeah. See, like I've always been big in the UFC, but I've never known like backstories on fighters. No, yeah, MMA, MMA and basketball are my two like diehard sports where I know a lot. So another thing that we were going to talk about this week was uh, Garrett mentioned it towards the end of last week's episode of why he learns more through like <laughs> while doing stuff and listening to something. So like he learns through passive auditory, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so that's probably the reason I wanted to start a podcast was podcasts and audiobooks are pretty and YouTube videos, educational YouTube videos is pretty much how I learn like everything. Anything else is just kinda I don't actually learn it. I just read it, pass the test, and it's not digested into my brain. But, like, so when I learn the best, like Morty kind of said, was, like, when I'm doing something else for the be best example is driving. When I'm driving and listening to, like, an audiobook, I digest that information so much better than if I'm just, like, reading it, reading the book itself. And I don't really know why that is. And... I remember learning about this a little bit when I was taking my psychology courses in school, but it has to do with the way your unconscious mind works and like how it, I forget the whole process, but it's when it's like the whole memory thing, like when you're repeating stuff, so it drills into your head and then it stores into the long term, like it transfers from the short term to the long term. It has to do with how the unconscious works in between those steps and like retain certain bits of pieces of information and then connects it with what you're trying to learn if that makes sense so like then like there'd be cues to where like if you're reading and you see a certain word and you think of it in your head and then it's like oh it cues that certain set of information because then it's coded along with that in your head if that if if i'm making sense just like how like i forget what it um what study it was from but they showed that people can like learn things or like you can kind of steer your like dreams and like your subconscious by listening to things while you're asleep. So like listening to like a podcast or like just knowledge you want to digest while you're asleep, you won't actually like learn it. But like when you like overview it again, it almost feels like deja vu. Like you've done this before, even though you're asleep, but your ears obviously still work. And so does your brain. <laughs> you're just not conscious. Yeah. But I feel like it, it has to do like something along those lines, like why it works the way it does. And it's just because just how like coding works, you can click on a number and it deciphers a bunch of lines of codes like it. That'll work exactly the way in your head, too. It's it's weird how the human brain works. Yeah, like I know I've figured out that's how I learn and I no longer 
read like anything. I will literally highlight on my iPhone and then I'll do um text to speak and I'll put my AirPods in or my Beats on and I will literally like clean the house while I'm reading like the article I was supposed to read. Because I just know that's how I actually learn. I'm not going to learn if I read it, then take a test. And I absolutely hate sitting there and reading. Mm. My brain's too, like, active. It's, like, bouncing back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of like ADHD a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely... That's definitely a weird topic to tackle because, like, just like I said, the human brain, that's why I started taking psychology courses because the human brain is so fascinating in what it can do and what we don't even know it's capable of. Like, what is it? We use, it's less than half of our brain capacity in like every day. Like when you think about that, if somebody ever like, what what is the movie? Is it Lucy with Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Where she has like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Ability to use a brain. <laughs> it's what? It would be cool. movie's completely wrong. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. Like, you're not going to be able to shapeshift in the matter or anything like that. Yeah. But it would definitely be interesting to see what somebody with 100%, like, uh, brain capacity could do. Like Limitless with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. That That's actually a good movie to compare it to. Just yeah, like, I, um, it over, like, yeah, just like you're literally overstimulated and just on fucking crack. Yeah. Which I think I would, would you take it? What, a limitless pill? Yeah, even though, even knowing all the cons, like you become like addicted to it. Mm. I think I need like, no bullshit, I think I need one day limitless pill and I, I could... I could get everything I want, and then I just chill the rest of my life. See, that's the thing. I mean, like, uh, look look, look at how bad like the people that were addicted to it in that movie were. Like, look at how bad it affected them when they were off it. That's that's my thing. It's like, how bad if is? I can make enough in that twenty four hours while being on it. I can pay for the <laughs> other stuff. You can pay for the shrink to talk to about it. Yeah, I'll overcome it. I'll have enough money too. <laughs> I don't know, cause like I I am big I on like I'm big on like having my own peace of mind regardless of anything that happens. So like being just completely lost for a long time would be I don't know that wouldn't sit well with me. Do you think you'd be completely lost? Yeah, because you're literally you can't you feel like you can't function without that pill. That's how. One thing I would think of is how bored would you be going back to normal. Could you imagine like feeling like all that going like, power from and knowledge? And yeah, then and then to, like, going back to zero. That would probably bug me the most. I'd be like, "Bro, what?" Oh, that would be <laughs> life in slow motion. Yeah, that would lead you to like depression because it's like, <laughs> "Damn, I can't do the things that I was just doing." <laughs> that's probably how athletes feel. Yeah, that's why it's hard for them to hang up a jersey. But yeah, that, that post-retirement. For anybody, really, that post-retirement, like, finding your purpose, like, I'm not looking forward to that. I've already gone through that twice, technically. And that first time, when, like, that 18-plus role came out where COD, I was, like, you can ask my mom. I was literally, like, midlife crisis at 15. <laughs> that summer, I was, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. It took me two years to figure out that I eventually want to start coaching and instructing kids in baseball to, after I quit. I was, like... Because at first I was like, oh. I don't even know if I want to touch a sport ever again or, like, have my kids even play sports. And then I'm like, once I started getting out of, like, the depressive phase, and it was like, yeah, it's definitely, it's benefited me more than anything else has in my life. Baseball house? Yes. How come? The skills that you learn from it, like, the skills with any sport or any type of competition that you learn or the the things that you learn from any type of competition it's just like you learn how to be a team player you learn social skills leadership skills things that actually transfer to jobs in real life that things in a book won't teach you yeah and i feel like that's the best way or the best thing that sports do for people is it now you'd be okay with your kids playing yeah for sure (laughs) 
I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna force them to play because I'm not gonna be that over invested parent. <laughs> but I think most kids until they're at least like fifteen, sixteen should play a sport or some sort of physical activity. Definitely. And I I'd love to for my kids to play any sport. I don't really have a nest like necessarily a preference just as long as it's something but if i wanted to see them play anything it'd be soccer or baseball why soccer i think soccer's okay this would be a hot take i think soccer is the most overrated sport ever overrated yes why it's boring as hell you don't understand no. it completely then watch watching soccer. i can sit down and watch like do you like watching golf no yeah I can watch I can watch golf and soccer more than I can a professional baseball game. Well, yeah, baseball. I think baseball is overrated too. Yeah, yeah. I've had this conversation with people about how it's like, oh, they're fat and out of shape and they can still play baseball. It's just like, yeah, but you take you take them and put them in any other sport, then they're gonna compete. That's that's my that's that. you put them in UFC against fucking francis and ganu obviously they're gonna get their ass beat i would say baseball has is one of the most skillful sport because i think according to sports science that old show hitting a baseball from a pitcher is the hardest skill in all of sports mm-hmm. so i would say it's the most skillful but i'd say it's one of the least athletically taxing sports I would I would agree to a certain People extent need to be an athlete. that's why i think a lot of gamers no offense were I know you're athletic, so you're an exception. But a lot of gamers were baseball players. Yeah. I mean, and I would say football, American football is the most like you just got to be an athlete. But then, like, looking at it from my perspective, it's like there's also a separation between good and bad players. Oh yeah, for sure. Like anyone, I feel like everyone played baseball. Like I played little league. Yeah, like anybody can play baseball. Play baseball. It doesn't mean you're fucking good at it. Yeah, but and I would say one thing with baseball and soccer really is like you don't need size, really, unless you're a pitcher or a mm-hmm. goalie. But like no, like in the NBA, if you're not six seven, oh dude, you hey, look at look at Russell Westbrook, dude. Yeah, the guy is what is he six two? He's literally taller than I am, and Three, he yeah. and he is the shortest motherfucker in the league right now, isn't he? No, he's up there. He's like the shortest all star. Him and Steph. I thought I thought he was one of the shortest. Who's the shortest? I'm about to Google it. Either Compazzo on the Nuggets, he's like five ten, or Isaiah Thomas when he was in, but he's out of the league. Oh, Nate Robinson. Well, he's out of the league. He, he yeah, well, 5'10". that's recently updated as far as because he just retired, didn't he? Well, he just got knocked out by Jake Paul. <laughs> Fuck, that's a whole. <laughs> but um, I, I Muggsy Bogues I think is the shortest, and he was like five five. Yeah. But yeah, pretty, I I, I knew that. Giant. I'm just saying, like right now, like currently, like he's six three, and he's literally one of the shortest people in the league. Yeah. Like that's unbelievable. Like, and he, and he look the the, the sad thing is he looks like a midget. He looks like a midget compared to most people out there, and he's six three. And he towers. Like, oh, you're tall. Yeah. It's unreal. But back to, like, soccer just being boring. It's like, one, the games are way too long. And it's probably because I'm American, obviously. But, like, they're, like, the games are 90 minutes. Four. Soccer? Yes. Yeah. Um, wait, you short 90 minutes for, like, a 90-minute game for, like, 20 seconds of actual, like, entertainment or when they score a goal. Like, basketball, they're scoring, See, you're, like, just, uh, you're looking at it from, like, the goal perspective then, but just, like... Well, yeah, all the time they're just running. I know that sounds ignorant, but... There's so many other things going on when they're just, quote-unquote... Yeah. Yeah. They're just running. <laughs> I really watch lacrosse. Yeah. I've actually <laughs> never watched lacrosse. I have, but, but uh, yeah, soccer is not it. Basketball, MMA, top two in my opinion. Yeah, 
I'm I'm obviously biased. It's but... as far as like taxing. Oh no, not taxing. Most taxing is wrestling, not WWE like Olympic wrestling. I was yeah. I was gonna say yeah. wrestling or uh, gymnastics. Oh yeah, I think those are pretty much. I know uh, men can do gymnastics, but I think like wrestling for young boys. If you want to make like a mentally strong young boy, like put him in wrestling. I hate weight cutting, but put him in wrestling, and then they're like the parallel in my opinion. For women would be like gymnastics yeah. gymnastics is by far one of the hardest sports mm-hmm. <laughs> i definitely especially do for it. <laughs> like a product of gymnastics that's good for them is the impact on your joints with how much you're flipping and how much you're landing yeah is they'll build really strong bones which will carry over there's studies for this that like people that do women that do gymnastics for like five years just as a kid have a better chance of preventing preventing osteoporosis as they age because they did so much impact on their bones as a child that when they get older it still carries over. So it's just one thing if you want to like look out for them like way down the road. I was reading an article the other day too that you know how like the constant saying that like gymnastics stuns your growth. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day of a study that I believe Stanford did. I don't want to, don't quote me on that. It might've been Stanford, but that gymnastics doesn't stun your growth. And I was like, pretty much nothing does. Unless you break a growth plate, your stunt, your growth is not going to be stunted. I always thought because of like all the bending of their spine and everything like that, that it always did. Like, that's why they're always so short. The only way it happens is if you break a growth plate. Cause then you're like actually fucked. Yeah. But, other than that, no, it's just really like, it's just like the basketball thing. Like people go to what they're genetically inclined to, like taller guys lean towards basketball. Mm-hmm. Faster marks, people lean towards American football. Shorter women re- lead to gymnastics. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, that's definitely something that I had always believed my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I wish I did gymnastics as a kid. I'd be a way better athlete now. Yeah, the... <laughs> just the natural strength that you have to have to do it jacked yeah like yeah i would definitely do gymnastics and wrestling if i was like able to be like go back and do it again again. yeah have my ring yeah i'd be doing gymnastics for sure and i'd start lifting at like four years old but (laughs) whatever happened to the twins that were like absolutely jacked you know what i'm talking about they were like they were famous and they were like six and seven years old and they were just absolutely ripped. They had like six packs. I can't, I can't remember them. They were on like the Ellen show, but I, I forget what happened to them. But yeah, just look like those guys. Yeah. Have you seen that Zion documentary on um, Netflix? Uh-uh. Is it new? No, it's about that wrestler who has no limbs. I mean, no, not no limbs, no legs. So he's just like a torso. And he's jacked. And he's actually a good wrestler. I've seen it's like, clips it's like of him actually minutes. wrestling. It's, yeah, it's like nine minutes long. Huh. I recommend everyone go watch it because it's literally nine minutes. And it's like inspiring. Because he bodies fools too. Oh. I was like, he's probably hard to wrestle too. Like, everyone goes for like a double leg or a single leg. <laughs> you can't really do that. Yeah, you can't really take him down. <laughs> yeah, he's strong as shit. So like... Because I think he's like, he's just a, he's like a belly button up, but he's like 55 pounds or something. Jesus. So that's, he's jacked. Like, I wouldn't want to wrestle him. He'd beat my ass for sure. <laughs> yeah, except you're built like a draft and you're 6'7". <laughs> Not 6'7". <but laughs> you're 6'6", six, six, whatever. Five. But, um, yeah. But, I wish I definitely wish I wrestled, though. Because in MMA, that was one thing I always sucked at. Like, I was decent at striking, but, like, I just didn't have the strength and, like, the awkwardness. Like, when someone would take me down, it was literally just a wrap. So, like, everyone was Habib. <laughs> but uh, before we wrap this up, I wanted to go back and touch on, like, mindsets a little bit. Um, Just kind of, like, going back to what we talked about last week. And it's just, like, getting yourself to the point where you have to go to the gym not just for looks, it's just to like relieve your stress and build like a habit of that just 
to improve your like cognitive functioning and like improve your mindset to like transfer over into your day to day. I feel like that's the biggest thing that you can do as far as like building yourself up. You know, a lot of people believe that like um, willpower is finite, which means like you only have so many things you can force yourself to do before your brain like gives up and just wants to relax. Mm -hmm. But they're finding out, oh, I personally don't believe that because from personal experience, the more hard things I do, the more momentum I gather, and then the easier like hard things become. So like going to the gym and really pushing yourself through a brutal workout for me just makes everything else easier because I already did the, the thing that's going to be physically the hardest yeah. that day. But everything else is just like easier. It's all positive momentum. And same thing happens for the other thing is you can spiral into negative momentum and you can go into a bad place. It's yeah. all about just creating those habits that give you the positive momentum. And for you, it might not be lifting. It could be like swimming or playing the piano. It could be like anything that's just mm. makes S brain something active. that de-stresses you mm -hmm. and builds you up at the same time. And that goes along with your confidence and everything else, and it just all goes hand in hand. And that's why having that, like, positive mindset is so important. Just because yeah. it literally, what's the word? I don't, I've lost my train of thought, but it just, it makes you who you are and, like, make, like, it makes you a person that pe other people look towards is what I'm getting at. Yeah. One of my, I believe it was Jordan Peterson. Two things from him is he said um, that a good man is not a good man who is all good. A good man is a good man who has a dark side or like something like negative about him that he chooses to not let out to the world. Mm -hmm. So like, that's just a good quote to live by. And then also, because I feel like most people don't think they're good people because they know who they know the things they like or the things that are like taboo or like bad that they do that they like that hinders their confidence. But everyone has those things. Not every no one's perfect. I know it's cliche to say. And then the second one is create an ideal version of who you want to be and then write down what steps need to be taken to achieve that ideal you and then just go do it just by simply taking action will make you that person mm -hmm. it's like i i literally tweeted on a twitter account the other day <laughs> talking about change is one thing but going out and doing it is a whole other different like yeah it just ch literally changes you <laughs> yeah it's but yeah uh but that's gonna be it for this week um sorry that we kind of just went on a lot of tangents today but it is what it is. We, we had some fun talking about it. I'm I'm hoping you guys did too. But for next week, uh, drop some comments down below with some questions of topics that you want us to cover that you might have that are in your head after this week. And, yeah, help us help you. And we'll see you next time. Good luck.